You're now listening to the Live Different Podcast with Matt Wilson. Hey, Live Different Podcast listeners. As you know, our podcast is always sponsored by the travel company for young people, under 30 experiences. I am on my way to Bali for three amazing weeks to hang out with other like-minded young people. And I can't tell you how excited I am. But the good news is if you can't travel 24 hours to the other side of the world, you still can't hang out with awesome young people in your local city. We are currently on a road trip across the United States, uh, all through the West, Chicago, Portland, Seattle, San Francisco, L.A., uh, Las Vegas, Austin, Nashville, back up to Chicago. I probably missed a couple stops along the way, but if you're interested in getting involved, involved <clears throat> even all through this September, we are going to be having under 30 experiences events, especially out on the East Coast, uh, starting off with Boston and New York and D.C. and Miami, Fort Lauderdale, et cetera, et cetera. We have a vibrant community of young people who are sick and tired of the status quo. So check us out, under30experiences.com, and you can see all of the locations across the world that we travel to, as well as under30experiences.com slash blog. And you can see all the information on our road trip and our local events. And we would love to have you come out for a drink and hang out with other cool young people. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Live Different Podcast. I'm Matt Wilson. And today we have Greg Roulette, an old friend of mine, uh, someone who I worked on a project in the very early days of Under 30 CEO with, someone that I'm looking forward to catching up mo uh, more with, but he is the uh, president of the Ambitious Media Group. He is an expert in marketing and PR, and uh, a guy who, in my opinion, just really gets what, what young people uh, are trying to wrap their head around with the direction of our of our lives and our generation, and he's trying to spread positivity through ambitious.com. And uh, Greg, I'm looking forward to diving into a couple of these topics. Definitely, man. He, he just really looking forward to catching up, man. It's been a fun, uh, fun few years for both of us, and uh, it's exciting to get back together. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right, I think we should we should start back where we where we left off. Um, at the Rockstar Business Series, as we <laughs> called it, and uh, so you had you had your thing going with uh, Roulette Marketing, I think, at the time, and Jared and I had were just in the very early days of Under30CEO.com, um, pretty much had just graduated school and started getting some notoriety for this website, and uh, I think that you were a contributor, um, or we just, at, at the time, honestly, we just knew everybody who was young and, and wrote yeah. a blog. I mean, this is 2008, 2009. We just knew who else was on the scene, right? Yeah, it, it was funny. So yeah, you guys were, were under 30 CEOs starting to gain some steam. I probably wrote an article or two for you. I was a uh, quick Cliff Notes version is I was a, a rapper in a rock band, toured the country, did cool stuff. When that ended, um, I started teaching musicians marketing. And so um, my niche was music marketing. So I had products and membership sites and all this stuff uh, for musicians. And I was trying to get more into the general business you know, world instead of just being in the, in the music niche. And I, I approached you guys and I was like, hey, um, I know how to make products and stuff because I'm doing them with these people. We, I'm starting to build a list. You guys have some cool stuff going on. What if we uh, we did something together and you guys were crazy enough to say yes. And uh, 
It was super awesome because I, I think we actually, the cool thing was we sold it before we even made the thing. And we kind of did the thing live over like four Ustreams. Like you did one, uh, Jared did one, I did one. I think the fourth one, we just kind of did a Q&A together. Um, the, we didn't have like thousands of people buy, but like the people loved it. And some of those people that, that bought that course are like rock stars now, um, which is really cool. Probably not just because of us, probably just because they were rock stars. But uh, yeah. dude, it, but it was, um, it, it was super cool. We both kind of just took a risk, took a chance to see what this whole you know world is about and and uh it, it was super fun and and from there i mean both of us have have done some really cool stuff yeah it's it's funny i, I remember our conversation um because you know we were both building building our brands and that's what jared and i were really doing we took the summer after after college and we, we just said okay how do we build this site? We don't know anything about we don't know anything about social media. It was a much different landscape. We don't know anything about blog, and we didn't know much about the internet other than there was a way to make money on there, and it didn't. It made uh, it made sense that we wouldn't have to get real jobs. So we were <laughs> we were kind of like in that hustle phase where we just build build what we can, and we weren't really sure how we were going to monetize it. And I remember having a conversation with you and. And uh, you're you're a few years older than than uh, both Jared and I, but you're like, so how are you guys gonna make money off of this thing? Do you guys, you know, do you have any ideas? And we're like, mm, no, not really. <laughs> and you were, like, <laughs> you were like, all right, well, how about you know? He, you were like, hey, here's how we make money, and that kind of became our our gateway into how we started doing more consulting. And um, but we had some really kick-ass seminars, and I, I like how you said. Uh, that you mentioned that we didn't even build the product. We basically said, okay, let's sell this thing. Let's tell them what we're going to make for them, but without taking the risk of actually building the hours and hours of content that we that we gave them in this info product. And uh, it really worked out well. I mean, it was an amazing test. Yeah, and, and I think that that's what a lot of people, if you're listening to this and you're kind of just getting started, that's where you get stuck is like you spend – I don't know, six months, a year, two years, like writing the perfect book or creating the perfect course or, you know, planning the best, you know, trip or experience, whatever it is. Um, but you forget about the fact that you need to sell the thing and you forget to build an audience and you forget to listen to them and what they want. And, you know, we get so caught up in creating, like, I'm a really good guitar player. So I'm going to build the best guitar course ever without knowing like who your audience is and what they really want. Like, do they want to learn to play like Jimi Hendrix with the guitar over their head? Or do they just want to learn to, you know, play the first three chords so they can impress a chick and, and get a date, you know? And, um, so what we did is, is we, we didn't, the, the product was not perfect by any stretch of the imagination, but we launched it first. We found out what our people wanted and we kind of just made it for them. And, and it was really conversational and it was over like these live streams. It was probably Ustream or something like that. And, um, the people loved it because they got to go through the course creation process with us and we got to create it based on their needs. And I think they got better results from it versus the person who, all right, I'm going to spend 12 months making the best course ever. And then they launch it and it's not what their people wanted. And, and so that's, that's a really valuable lesson to, to everybody listening right now is that, you know, uh, perfectionism, it, it, while it's, while you don't want your product to be bad, you know, if you're trying to make it perfect, you're probably missing the bigger opportunity, which is just to serve your marketplace. They forgive you 
for the ums and the ahs. They forgive you if you like, you know, slip up for a little bit or, or you know, say the wrong thing and you have to retract a little bit. They, they forgive you if you're genuine and you actually want to care and, and you want to help people. And I think, Matt, that, that's what that's what you I and Jerry did is we actually cared about the people that purchased this thing. The other thing is back then, when I mean, it was the first time you guys were making money and it was one of the first courses I created in the business world. It's like I, I really wanted these people to get good results. You know, like I really genuinely cared about them. Like it was your brand. Like if it went sour, like people weren't going to come back and read under 30 CEO or, or whatever the site that I was promoting at the time. So a really valuable lesson there for you guys when you're just getting started out is, you know, let the market dictate what you build and what you create. And the, the cool thing was if, if no one bought it, which thankfully they did, um, we didn't have to create the products and we, we could have we just, you know, moved on to the next thing. Yeah, absolutely. And what we made up for, you know, we shot the thing on a, on a flip cam. You remember the flip cam, which was like this fly-by-night company, billion, billion, I don't know how much that company sold for, but a ton of money because they had this little piece of hardware where you could all of a sudden take something out of your pocket and record a, record a video. It was like, things were amazing. And anyway, we, we, we recorded a bunch of flip cam videos and but it was okay. We asked we what we made up for uh, not having everything be perfect was with our community and with the, the fact that we really cared, like you said, and that we'd stay we'd stay on UStream until twelve o'clock at night with our with our community while they did Q and A while they were trying to figure out the the tricky social media landscape and uh, what and helping them develop their brand and helping them develop what they wanted to stand for. And so we went through all of these things, but we kind of we did it a little bit on the fly. But it was it was okay to it was okay to do that because we know we knew we could deliver really solid value. Uh, but yeah, we just we listened. That's the big part that people the, that people miss. You need to listen to to what your market really wants because anytime I've ever created a product that was for me, it just has not worked. Yeah, and, and we, we forget that, right? Because, again, I'm a great guitar player. I want to teach them the guitar playing that I know, right? But if you don't have hundreds or thousands of people that want that. And so every business that I've created since then has been because the market has dictated it. So I became a partner at the Celebrity Branding Agency with my partner Nick Nanton and, and J.W. Dix. And they brought me in because of a problem that they had with their clients is these people would become best-selling authors and kind of go through their program. And they're like, well, what do you do after that? I got my book. What do I do? And so they brought me in to fulfill a need of, well, now you need to market your book. Maybe you want to create info products based on your book. Maybe you need book launch campaigns. And so every company that I've created, you know, for the last six, seven years has been a result of letting the market dictate what's the next product that we offer. And it, it, it's great because then you have instant clients, right? Which, which I like. I like creating cash flow as quick as possible, you know, instead of being in that waiting game and instead of waiting, all right, well, I'm going to wait until this happens. I think a lot of people get stuck in the, all right, I'm going to lose weight after the holidays because I know I'm going to eat like crap at Thanksgiving and Christmas. And so, so I'm going to wait till the new year. And then the new year comes around and you're like, ah, you know what? Uh, I'm just going to give it a week or two to get back in the groove. And then you're like, ah, oh, but it's St. Patrick's day. You know, and all of a sudden it's like summertime and you forgot to lose weight. The same thing's true in business. You're like, ah, I'm going to start blogging when I get that bonus check so I can go get WordPress and go pay someone to, you know, design my site all pretty instead of the guy who just goes and like, you know what, I'm going to go get a free WordPress template and go get some, some cheap posting. And I'm just going to start blogging and I'm going to build this community and I'm not going to wait until I get that bonus check. Then when I get that bonus check, guess what? I'm going to make the site better and I'm going to invest in it. I'm investing in some advertising, but you've already kind of built the platform. And so if you want 
that life. If you want to, like, like the title of the podcast is Live Differently. If you want to live differently, you have to, to think differently. But more importantly, you have to act differently. You can't wait for that one magic moment when I get that bonus check or when I have that day off or when I, after the holidays get through, like you, you got to have that mindset of, look, I'm going to start this thing now. I, I kick myself in the face all the time on this, this podcasting thing. I started a podcast for one of our product development companies and it was, it was maybe three years ago or so. So we were kind of right at the, the tipping point when podcasts were really getting popular. And I kick myself in the face now that I'm just like, dude, if I was doing this every week since then, I'd have like 400 episodes. I would be like the gorilla in the market. You know, sure. like I, I would be, I would be destroying everyone. And it's all just because like, you know, we just kept doing it and we kept doing it. And, you know, so my, my advice really everyone listening is don't wait for that golden moment or that golden opportunity. Like if you want to live differently, it's up to you to act differently in order to have that. Yeah, absolutely. And the consistency part is the, is the big deal. I mean, and trust me, I mean, this is probably our 20th episode of the podcast and it's only, you know, it's only been around for a few months, but you gotta, you gotta know what you're, you need to be committed to be able to do something like this. You need to have, have discipline. I mean, we had over, we've had over 4,000 articles up on under30co.com. That didn't, that didn't happen overnight, but we just developed a system where it be, just began to work. And, uh, but yeah, the, the most important part, just to start to take the leap, which was a lot of what we talked about in our Rockstar Business Series was how you actually do this, how to build the landing page. And of course, all the tools, all the tips and all the tricks have changed, right? Since the back of the stuff or the, uh, the back <laughs> of the, the book in the, when you read the four hour work week, right? He gave all those kind of resources in the back of the book, right? And now most of them are probably irrelevant. I think he, he redid the book, uh, Tim Ferriss, if, if you haven't ever read it. Um, but all of these things, I mean, you can just go online and find a website template and build just like the most core. So we use Strikingly, right? Strikingly.com. Um, it's a, a Y Combinator company. Some friends of mine, we were really early, we were really early users of their software. But our first trip, all we did was get a really nice picture from Iceland and put put it on this strikingly.com website and it was an opt-in and it said, do you want more information about trip to Iceland uh, on these dates over Memorial Day weekend in, I don't know, 2012, I think. Put your email in here and we started building a list and we had a business right away. We had leads. So that's, I mean, just getting it, just starting, just figuring out how to do that, taking that little tiny leap is, uh, is well worth it. I mean, that's, that's, that's what you have to do. You're 100% spot on, man, 100%. Um, okay, so Greg, a lot of things that we talked about, and I like that we're going down this rabbit hole a little bit with uh, what we talked about in the Rockstar Business Series. One, one of the things that you kicked the program off, I remember, and one of the things was your perfect day exercise. And I remember for some reason exactly what you said. You said you, know, you wanted to live somewhere close to the beach and you wanted to be able to wake up and surf when when you wanted and you wanted to um, be able to spend time with your wife and eat you know eat good foods and you just had this you had everybody create this massive list of what their perfect day was the perfect day exercise was like I want to know how are you doing on the list and uh, <laughs> and what can what can we learn from from that exercise totally so so probably the biggest life change since since we hung out all those years ago is that I got two little dudes now I have a, a, a three-year-old uh, who's about to be three his name's Colton and I uh, 
uh, one that just turned one uh, last month. His name's Ryder. And um, that will mess up your perfect day. Because uh, <laughs> now it's all about how we, how we can make them have their perfect day. And sure. uh, so, um, you know, but, but you're 100% right in that, in that the, the concept still applies in that you have the ability to do things the way that you want to in your life. And, and you might be saying like, yeah, sure, Greg, it's easy for you. You're an entrepreneur. You got these cool businesses, blah, blah, blah. I'm working a nine to five. I'm sitting at a desk. I can't just show up at 10 o'clock if I want to. But so, so, so the cool thing about life is that you can't, or at least living where most of us live, right? I'm not sure where all your listeners are, but you know, if you're like the U S you're in Canada, you're Australia, you're in Europe, you know, you're in, you're in good cultures where you can go to monster.com or crypto.com and you can change your career. If, if you live in like Minnesota and you hate the fact that there's 400 feet of snow and ice, you know, 350 out of 360 days a year, you know, you can jump on the highway and they have these cool like green signs on the highway that tell you like how to get out of town. And it says like next city is this far away, these many miles. Like you can, you have the ability to get up and go. Now it's, that's easier said than done, but you really do have the ability to kind of plan the things out that you want. It's also about priorities. So back then for me, it was, it was about surfing. Today, more importantly, outside of my businesses and my family, the biggest thing for me is, is health and fitness, right? Like I want to, I don't, I don't want to be like fat dad, right? I want to be like a very active dad. Like we just got back from Boulder, Colorado. Um, we, we took a week out there last week and like, I love the fact that I can go hiking with the kids and you know, we were paddle boarding and we're, we're at the beach and we're doing, we're doing hikes and all this stuff. And, you know, so for me, it's, it's not so much about surfing at the beach every day, but it's like, all right, can I wake up, you know, 30, 45 minutes before the kids do, and I can go do some stretches, uh, make my I, I'm bulletproof coffee guy. So bulletproof coffee in the morning and like, I'm ready to start my day. So when the kids wake up, like I'm ahead of them, right? Most people start their day, you know, playing catch up. Right. So even now, friends that I have like that, that do have kids, whether you have kids or not, it, it's irrelevant, but they, they wake up playing catch up. So they let their kids wake them up. And all of a sudden, instead of being ahead of them, you're like, you know, groggy eyed and you don't have your contacts in yet. And you're running to like their room to help them. Well, I like to be ahead of them. So, so for me now creating my perfect day is can I wake up 30, 45 minutes before they do, you know, uh, you know, go read something for a couple minutes, write in, in a journal. I do a, the five minute journal, which, uh, which Tim Ferriss kind of promoted, which is just kind of, you know, what would make today a great day? What are some things that you're grateful for? It, it's just a quick exercise. Um, and then I'm ahead of the kids. So then when the kids wake up, like I'm ready for them and you know, I'm, I'm ready to play. I'm, uh, my contacts are in, I'm feeling lively. I've had my coffee and then I play with them for a little bit. I get to the office now ballpark about nine, nine 30. Uh, I start every day with a team meeting. Uh, for me, I, I run a, and overall the agency, we have about 40 employees. I run six employees that are like my, my like right hand men, uh, right hand men. And I am, uh, every day I make them re believe in what we're fighting for. Right. So it's, it's mission statement. This is why we're doing what we're doing. Here's some results and what we're doing. So they can kind of see, I'm very transparent with them, but they leave that meeting like charged up, jacked up to fight for my mission. And that's really important for me because, you know, more important than just doing your job, like I can teach anyone to like write articles or do SEO or, you know, do some kind of design thing, right? That's this, the skill set isn't the difficult thing today. What, what is difficult for me is getting the right people on board for the right mission. And, um, so at least as far as the perfect day goes, that's how my morning starts. And that gets me to about, about 10 AM East coast time. Uh, and then unfortunately I, I'm in an agency world, so I'm, I'm banging emails all day. I wish I had a better 
better answer for that one, but <laughs> I can at least control my mornings now. Uh, but again, you know, if you want something bad enough, so if you want the health and fitness, wake up the extra half hour, hour earlier, right? That's, that's what I do. I get up early and I stretch. Now, actually, I do my workouts. So I do like CrossFit style workouts. I do them at night. So the kids are sleeping by 8, 8.15. I work out from 8.15 to 9 p.m. every night. Most people will say like, you're crazy. That's the time when I watch like The Walking Dead. But for me, my fitness takes priority over, you know, watching The Walking Dead or Ballers or whatever cool shows out there right now. Again, planning my perfect day, like taking care of myself is a huge priority for me. And so um, I, I make sure to put that on the schedule. So long-winded way of, of, of saying some of those things, but hopefully you got some of the answers or, or you might want to lead me down a different rabbit hole for, for where to go next. No, man, I, I like it. And I really appreciate uh, hearing all of your habits. I, I asked a lot of our guests you know, what is it that makes them perform better? And what is that, what is it, what are some of the habits and the things that they do on a daily basis that allow you to live a, a di- live differently from, from other people? So no, I think you, you were spot on on, on that. Um, I wanted to ask you actually about playing catch up. And uh, I am one of those people who I'm always playing catch up. It's just, there's never enough hours in the day and blah, blah, blah. Um, I get caught into that. And yeah, I think playing catch up is a mindset, right? Because I'm pretty good at getting the very important things done in my day that I need yeah. to do, and I knock them out early, and uh, and all of that kind of it, as you said. Um, but you know, you kind of get sucked into that mindset, into that mentality that oh, you know, I wish I would have accomplished this today, or you know. I don't know, I have 3,400 unread emails or something like that. Like that'll, that just Super happens, fun. right? Yeah, really great to look at that number every day. Um, but I, and I, I'm okay, I'm, I've let go of those emails. I just, sorry if you sent me one, but uh, yeah, it's just, it's just not gonna happen because I'm on the, you know, I'm trying to follow that core purpose of the core mission as quickly as, uh, or as closely as possible. But what are, what are, what's some advice that you have for someone who seems to always be playing catch up? I'm curious. Yeah. So the, the, the first piece of advice, it kind of sucks, but it's the truth is, is wake up a little earlier, right? I'm not mm-hmm. saying you need to be an early riser. I'm not saying like wake up at 5am and like crush your day, but you know, I don't care if you wake up at 10 a.m., wake up at 9.45, get 15 minutes, you know, ahead of the curve, get 30 minutes ahead of the curve. I hate mornings. I am not a morning person, but my kids are waking up at 6.45 whether I want them to or not, right? Like, there's no turning back. So, you know, if I know they wake up at 6.45, then can I wake up at 6, you know, and and get ahead of the day? So so the first thing, and and again, it's not that you have to be a morning person, but just give yourself an extra 15 minutes, 15 minutes for you. And that could be anything. That could be, you know, meditation. That could be journaling. uh, That could be walking to the coffee shop down the street. But just 15 minutes for you, not an hour, not two hours, not five hours, but 15 minutes just for you. For me, that's been a huge, huge change because I wake up the day the way I want to wake up the day, not to dings on my phone and notifications and not to my kids screaming. So, so that's been big. The second thing that I, that I really recommend is, is batching on your schedule. So what I mean by batching is like I shoot all my promo videos on one day every single week, right? So every Monday we come in, so so that that's today. So this afternoon, as soon as lunch is over, we batch all of my promo videos that I need to shoot. So whether it needs to be YouTube stuff or if I got a product I need to do a sales video for or I shoot a lot of video proposals, but like I'll knock them all out in one day. Uh, what that does for me is, A, it just means that no one else can interrupt my Monday afternoons, right? So you can't get on the phone with me on a Monday afternoon, um, So which is nice. Two, it gets me in the groove because, you know, it, like salespeople, when, when you've got an awesome rock star sales guy, 
like the last thing you want him doing is like making a kick butt sales call and like closing a big deal and then like having to go check his Facebook page because he's got to post something on Facebook and then he's got to go run to Starbucks. Like, no, you want that dude banging the phones. Like, keep calling, man. So the same thing is true for me is, you know, when I do one video, well, my second video is even better, my third and fourth and fifth. And like you get in the groove, you get in the zone. I do the same thing with writing. So I write, you know, ballpark every morning. I try to write for 30, 45 minutes and I batch it. And, and it's every morning and it's trained my brain to know that I never have writer's block because my brain just knows. This didn't happen overnight. This was a, you know, four years of doing this. But it, my brain just knows every morning, 30 minutes, like words got to come out, like word vomit, you know, which yeah, is really hard. It. Um, so, so batching, uh, you know, if you do sales calls, right. And, and we're all salespeople, right. Um, so do all your sales calls at the same time, uh, batch your social media. You know, if, if a lot of stuff is like you posting on Twitter and stuff, batch it because you can use like tools. I'm not the social media guy, but like a Hootsuite or something, and you can schedule all your crap for the whole week, you know, but, but the way for me to get ahead is to batch everything, to get my mind like really focused. The, the hardest thing in the world, and this has been hard for me to teach my employees, um, and so this is probably good for you if you do have a day job or if you're starting your business, it is really hard to bounce from task to task if they're different. It is really hard to go from writing a sales email where you're trying to get people to buy your product to then go and write a Facebook post, to then jump on the phone with a potential partner, to then write a guest blog post, to then, you know, go try and plan an event, like all in like a two hour span in the afternoon. Like your brain can't do that. So the the, the batching exercise really helps like focus you more than anything. And, and it is a difficult thing to do. And it's difficult in the beginning, like for people like, there's busy people. There's clients that are really important to me that want to get me on the phone on a Monday, and they can't. I've trained them over time. Now, are there instances? Are there, there's exceptions to every rule, right? But for the most part, like Monday afternoons are mine, and and I'm going to shoot those videos because if I don't, they're not going to get done, like you said. And they'll get, oh, I'll do them tomorrow. I'll do them tomorrow, and I don't do them. So, so the wake up 15 minutes early and then batch stuff. That that'd be where I start. No, I think that's a great place to start, and it's it happens to be a, a Monday at uh, I'm on at 11 a.m. Central and you're past noon. And guess what, Greg? I haven't turned my phone off of airplane mode yet. And uh, yeah, is that probably annoying for some people to be able to not get a hold of me until noon on a Monday? Yeah, it probably sucks for them. Totally. But, but yeah. guess whose problem it's not? <laughs> Mine. You know, yeah. like figure figure it out. And then it doesn't be you know it doesn't become your problem. And that's one of the big things where I also own my mornings. I mean, that is that is my time. And also I know that's when I'm most productive. That's when I'm most creative. I get the most critical thing done for the day. That's when I do all of my writing. Um, I mean, that's that's my time. So the, nobody else can mess with that. That is uh, that is one thing that's an absolute must for me. And there's just no questions. And yeah, I get a little bit of guilt when it starts to approach this late in in the morning. Well, geez, I wonder if anything's on. You know, I wonder if people are okay in the foreign countries that we've <laughs> sent them to. But uh, I'm all right because it's probably. And also the thing about just being a, a, an entrepreneur and you think you're the master of the universe, right? Is there's nothing that I, if somebody got hurt right now in Costa Rica or whatever, wherever anybody is in in Ireland or wherever we have people, there's not a whole lot I can do about it. And it also gives the power to your staff. It gives the yeah. power to the people who you've put in place to be able to take care of that because, you know, they, they've got to do it. And I just trust, I, I trust them and uh, it's their responsibility to take care of whatever happens. 
Yeah, so so important. I love that. I love and I love the the entrusting the people around you. So it's building the people around you that you can trust with those things, right? And because another big part of it is, is delegation, because you you can't do it, right? So someone you know uh, goes cliff diving in in Costa Rica or something, and and they roll an ankle, like th- there really is nothing that you can do about it. Like of course you want to know about it and you feel bad. And, sure, sure. But but you've empowered your team to know what to do in that situation, right? You know, call this person and take care of this and take them to the hospital. Like you have procedures in place, but it's trusting those people. Um, and the other thing I've learned is like most emergencies aren't emergencies. They're emergencies because of the way that we communicate now, right? So someone texts you right now, they expect a text right back, but it's not an emergency, right? You know, yeah. it, it, but they, but we feel that it is um, just because of the way that we communicate. Like text messaging is an instant media. Email is almost an instant media now. Uh, I got a mentor that I work with. His name's Dan Kennedy. He's in the, in the marketing world. And he only communicates via fax. This sounds – and to the people listening to this, like you're all like young. Like well, you don't even know what the heck a fax machine is. But he only communicates by fax. But the reason is because you have to actually think about what you're going to write in a fax, right? When you write a text message, like none of us even think twice. We just type in 10 seconds and we hit send. But if you're going you're gonna to go through the time to like fax someone who only checks his fax is like once or twice a week, you're going to make sure that the most important and pertinent information is on that fax. You're not going to waste, you're not going to waste any sentences, waste any lines. You're really going to think about the communication. When we fire off an email to an employee when we're, when we're pissed off or we fire off an email to, email to a client that's making it like, we don't think about it. We, we just react now. And so my, my, my kind of advice now would just be to just, just think about the communication that you're going to send and also the people that are communicating with you. Nothing is really as, as big a deal as we make it out to be, but because of the way we communicate, it becomes a bigger deal because we expect fast responses. That's, that's my little rant for the day, but no, I, I love it because we had, I don't know. I just took last week and I was looking at all of the communication platforms that our team is using and some are iPhone users and some are Android users and some. So the only surefire way to get be able to get a hold of me is iMessage and uh, well, really is email. <laughs> but also, if you want it faster, iMessage. And but some of us are on on and not me, but other team members are on Android, and so they have the WhatsApp me. And then we just started Slack, which is a constant communication. Oh but my goodness! It's, it's push notifications. So we said, all right, let's try to get away with. Get, go away from any messaging. Don't WhatsApp me. Don't iMessage me. Let's just keep it all in Slack and uh, reduce the emails. And But there's just so many different – and all the content that we're pr- promoting across – I won't go on because this is like same old story. But across Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and now we're starting to, to really step it up our – our Periscope game and our Snapchat because that's where the young people are living and you know that that gets very exhausting so I don't want everybody talks about this stuff so I don't want to go on too much about it but uh, yeah clear concise communication is very very important so I I like it but sure as hell don't ever send me a fax E-fax, maybe. But, oh man, but. I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. When somebody tells me to, to send them a fax, I don't even know what to. Yeah, like, I like panic. Like when I sign my mortgage and stuff, I need a fax over. I'm like, I don't even know how to do this. Like, I go to like Kinkos or something. No, exactly. Uh, visas for me, like uh, Brazil. To, to go to Brazil, I needed to send a fax for something. And I was like, man, you guys are in the Stone Age down there. <laughs> but, uh, okay, so back to, back to the topic. Um, you guys are starting uh, your Millennial Lifestyle Network and, uh, at ambitious.com. And 
right on the front page it says the latest posts to help you live a more ambitious life. So I'm curious as to if somebody out there is listening and says, oh, ambition, that's, that's me. What, is it, what does it take? What does that mean? Uh, I'm curious what the word ambition means to you. Yeah, so ambition to me really means that you're taking risks within your own personal life to live the life that you actually want to live. And and so what I mean by that is the, the, the person that we're writing to is the guy who is an insurance adjuster or he's working a day job or whatever the case is, and he goes home at night and he's making beats to sell the wrappers or he started his own Etsy shop or he's a photographer or he or she is a photographer and does like wedding shoots over the weekend. They are not letting stereotypes define them. They're also not letting their, their job title define them for so long. And this is all my day, all my, at the agency, all my clients today would, if I say, Hey, so, so who are you? And what do you do? They'd say, Oh, I'm Jim. I'm a dentist. I'm Scott. I'm a financial advisor. I'm Joe Schmo and, and I'm an accountant. I don't believe that our generation, and I'm kind of the older one in the generation. I'm like the grandpa millennial, but, uh, <laughs> but, but at the same time, like if you ask me like who I am and what I do, it's really hard for me to give an answer. And, and Matt, I know you guys have the experience stuff like that, but it'd be hard for you to, you know, give a, give a succinct answer because we do so much. Like, look, I'm a dad, I'm a copywriter, I'm an entrepreneur, I'm, I'm a, I'm a writer. I, I'm a CrossFitter, I'm a fitness enthusiast, I'm a health enthusiast, I'm a paleo guy. Like I have all these different things. And so that's okay. And we want to let people know that it is okay to have different interests and to be ambitious in multiple different fields. And what we're trying to do with ambitious.com is give people an outlet, A, to see other people who are doing this, to let them know that, hey, there are other crazy people like me who, you know, I am a dad and I run two businesses and I still want to travel the world and I want to start a side hustle and, you know, I want to eat healthy and I want to do all these great things. And so we want to give uh, we wanted to shed a spotlight on those types of people. And then B is we wanted to also just show people how to do it. Because the other thing is just like, you know, so me right now, like I'm in Orlando and, and again, I'm grandpa millennial and uh, I want to start doing like parkour, but I have no freaking clue how to start it. Like I watch the videos and like Tempest Free Running stuff. And these things are like awesome. Like I don't, need, I just don't know where to start. So I'm like, I just need to create the guide. I just need to go find the guy and I need to go figure out how to do this. And then I want to tell other people how to do it, you know, or, you know what, I'm really good at painting, but I don't know how to paint. Well, I want to show people the guide to how to live out those ambitions. Cause I think sometimes we get so trapped, whether it's in our day job, if we're in a nine to five in our business, sometimes our business becomes a trap, um, that, that we know that we want a better life but we're not quite sure of the roadmap for how to get there. Like I said earlier, you know, if you don't like living in, and I'm using, I'm picking on Minnesota, but it could be like North, North Dakota or something too, or wherever, but like, it's like icy, like 300 out of 365 days a year. It's really easy to say, yeah, I want to, I want a better life and I want to move somewhere. It's really hard to have a roadmap for how to do that. So I want to showcase the people that have done it so that they can model them. And I also want to give them the plan or the roadmap so that the guy who's like, you know what? I do want to do something crazy like parkour in Orlando. How the heck do I do it, that we, we give them those guides and those blueprints and those maps, because it's not as easy as saying, I want to do something. You need to have some type of system or process to follow. And, and that's really what we're trying to help people do with ambitious.com. And truth be told, we got a long ways to go, but, but that is the real mission behind it is I want to help these people that want more from life to have a blueprint to actually do more in their life. That's awesome. And I, I want to ask you in a minute about, you know, your roadmap and how we can give uh, people listening a, a clear path to at least get, 
get started on something today. Um, but first, I want to kind of kind of ask you. I know you you mentioned that your grandpa millennial. That's uh, that's that's funny. I like how you put that. Um, <laughs> but I think a lot of you know when we look at our parents or you look at the baby boomers, we've seen a lot of those are the people like you said who introduce themselves and say, well, I was a mor- I'm a mortgage broker, or now that they're starting to retire, right? They were like, well, I was a mortgage broker for 50 years, and, well, not 50 years, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, they've lost their identity, or, and, and I know a lot of that is also has to do with kind of the, the empty, nest, uh, empty nest syndrome, because you get so attached to your children, et cetera, and, and traditionally... Uh, the baby boomers had a very good relationship with their with their kids, unlike their parents who were kind of the the depression era. Well, that was the that was the a generation where kids were just supposed to behave and uh, children were to be seen and not heard. Right. Well, the baby boomers kind of broke that and had uh, a much tighter relationship with their kids for for the most part. Um, but I'm curious as we're starting to you know be able to really establish our identity as a generation and we're now contributing to the economy, et cetera, et cetera. I'm curious, why is that people are no longer just defining themselves by, I mean, I get it, right? And I'm surrounded by a lot of ambitious young people. That's that's what we've been doing since 2008 and even through, through college, yeah. that's what I was doing. But I'm curious what why this shift now? Because I think a lot of us have seen our our parents or older generations do the same old, same old, where it was, okay, get into that career and grind, do the same thing every day and uh, get that, you know, get that house and get that car and leverage a lot of that in debt. And we saw a lot of that come crashing down in both the dot-com bubble and then in the in the recession in you know, 2007, 2008. So I think a lot of us have, have seen that path and said, all right, well, that's not for me. But I'm curious as to your take on that. Yeah, totally. So the 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 quick answer is a. I think it's it's access to information, right? Mm. Like if if we want to learn how to surf, I just go to YouTube and click in how to surf, and I have thousands, if not millions, of hours of surfing videos to check out and watch that our parents didn't have access to, right? So I think there's there's access to information that wasn't available to, before um, at at the volume that it is now, um, it, which also leads into niche, right? So back then, if you wanted to learn how to surf, there was like Surfer Magazine, like that was it. You could go to like the, 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 the grocery store by Surf Magazine. Now you can learn how to do big wave surfing. You can learn how to do uh, paddleboard surfing. You can learn how to do surfing in overseas countries. You can learn, like there's so many sub, sub niches and subcultures. The, the, the second piece of the short answer is Facebook and Instagram. Right, we see other people doing these cool things, and we feel like we need to always one up them. Right, so sure. I, I see I see Matt on this cool trip to Iceland, and I'm like, God damn it! Now I need to go do something cool so I can post something on my. And so it's 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 almost like the millennials version of keeping up with the Joneses. Um, whereas you know we don't care about having the nicer car than our neighbors, we care about having the better experience than our friends or bringing our friends with us to have those awesome experiences. So I think those are that, that's the cliff note version. Of my answer, the the bigger problem or, or, or the, the the bigger thing happening in society is if you look at like when I was five years old, 
right? So I'm, I'm, I'm taking you back now. Pa- Papa, you know, Grandpa Roe is, is taking you back here for a minute. Um, when I was five, you know, I did, I had karate lessons. I was playing t-ball. I was playing soccer. I was going to kindergarten. I played basketball. Like I did all of these things, all of these things to help, you know, figure out w- what I was good at and what I wanted to do and d- replace, you know, basketball with Girl Scouts or Boy Scouts or cheering or it doesn't matter, right? But when you're young, you have all these, these things. In high school, you start doing the same things, but then you join clubs. You join like DECA for marketing or a leadership club or drama or whatever it is, right? Put put in whatever you want. But your life is full of different things, right? Then you go to college, right? And you have even more of these activities. You have student government and maybe a fraternity or sorority and – you know, you're, you're working a job, plus you're going to school and you're playing intramural, you know, flag football. And like, you're doing all of these things that consume your life and make you who you are and give you purpose, right? Then you graduate and you get a nine to five and that's all you do. The extracurricular activities stop, right? You're no longer in clubs and associations and, you know, all of these things. You go to work from nine to five, nine to six, whatever. And you go to happy hour on Friday night and have a fun Saturday and Sunday, and then you do it all again. Well, what happened to all the stuff that consumed, you know, every waking minute of our life? And I think that for the first time, we're really starting to fill that with things that are meaningful to us. People are really getting passionate about the food that they eat, and they're starting gardens, and they're going to farmer's markets, and they're eating good stuff, and they're, they're, they're joining gyms at a, at, a, at a ridiculously strong rate right now. And I'm a CrossFit. It doesn't have to be CrossFit. It could be an MMA gym, or it could be just be a personal trainer. It could be LA Fitness. Don't care, but people are starting to realize they need to take care of themselves and their bodies. Look at things like Spartan Race and Savage Race and all these things. Spartan Race this year, well, I, I forgot the exact number. I'm going to screw it up. But it's like 2 million people will run the Spartan Race this year, you know, and 75% of them are under the age of 30, wow. right? Like we are doing awesome things, right? Um, it, it's never been easier to start a business, but not just start a business, start a side hustle. You know, like five years ago, there was like two farmer's markets in Orlando. Now there's dozens. Every city has their own farmer's market. And guess who all the vendors are? They're under 30-somethings, you know, that started a spaghetti sauce on the side because they used to have awesome spaghetti parties in college, and now they make their own spaghetti sauce, and they're selling it at the farmer's market. It's the guy selling the organic popsicles that are made from, like, fresh fruits. It's the guy, you know, doing cool coffee. It's the, the, the guy doing karate lessons. But there's the side hustle that – not that it didn't exist before, but it's in plain sight right now, and all these things are really – starting to define this generation as a generation who isn't going to be stereotyped into one thing, but that it's okay to have multiple things and multiple ambitions and and multiple callings and purposes because that's how we grew up. When I was five, my calendar was full, you know? When I was 15, my calendar was full with football practice and basketball practice and dating and doing this and doing that. And we're doing the same things now. And, And I think it's just an exciting time to, to be alive and to be around and to, you know, do things differently, but based around the stuff that you want, you know, like you can take a cooking class that's just for Thai cooking with certain recipes. Like that class exists. It's really weird. There might be only three other people in it, but that class exists and we can do that stuff now. And I think it's because of the internet, because of Facebooks, because of Instagrams and because people, you know, like, like what, like what you're doing, right? You've created an entire business out of doing the things that you love doing, which is traveling. And I think that's incredible. And and anyway, I'm, I, I can rant on this all day, but I think that we just live in an exciting time where, you know, all these opportunities are starting to exist for us. I couldn't agree more about the exciting time and a, 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 way too often you get so sucked into, oh, my Wi-Fi isn't working or, oh, uh, 
I don't know, Snapchat is down. Now I'm just saying stupid things. But seriously, people are, are people take that for granted and that we have so many choice. And part, I believe, of, of uh, now I'm going to sound like grandpa, the problem with our generation, right, is too much, is too much choice. And I love how you, you addressed this with uh, access to information. But now that we have so much access to information and because uh, thanks to our parents who I really do appreciate this, they did bring us to T-ball and then signed us up for football and then signed us up for swim lessons and then you know signed, signed us up for Boy Scouts or whatever, whatever it was, right? They exposed us to a whole lot of things. And now I think our whole generation, exactly like you said, is continuing to want more out of their lives than just sitting in the in the classroom and then going and playing outside, which I feel like is what my parents, you know, what my parents did. And, you know, they didn't have a whole lot of extracurriculars that, that wasn't available to them. So I, I guess where I'm going with this is this this choice and now we're getting called job jumpers and uh, we can't make up our mind and we're very non-committal and nobody's getting married and we all lease everything nobody's buying houses and um, so there's there's kind of the shift that we're that we're seeing but I'm curious um, I'm curious what you think that uh, choice, where you think choice and commitment falls all into this world. Because we talked about consistency and a lot of the people who just aren't necessarily, you know, they're having a fun time, right? And they are, uh, they're trying out different things. And I absolutely think that you should try out as much stuff as possible and, and uh, you know, quote unquote, look to find your passion or, or whatever. But um, I'm curious what you think on the topic of consistency and saying, all right, I am going to be the guy who learns parkour and gets really good at it. I'm, I'm curious what you think on that. Yeah. So, so great questions. And so you, you mentioned like job hoppers and things like that and whether it's fitness or whatever it is, I think as long as you're trying to better yourself, it's okay to bounce around. Right. I, I think where we get that, the negative attachment to like the job hoppers or the, or the not consistency is when we do things that don't actually improve our lives. But you would be an idiot, you know, if you were working at one job and you got a promotion that was going to give you more money, but also access to better mentors and coaches and a better environment to help you get to your end goal. And then you'd be stupid if you didn't take the, the promotion from there. Right. And so, so as long as you're bettering yourself through these things, like, I don't see it as a negative thing. Now, as an employer, I freaking hate it, right? But at the same time, I also understand as an employer, my job is, is A, I need to take care of the things that need to be taken care of in my company. And so I hire people to take care of those things. But I also want to create better employees, right? So I have a lot of copywriters on staff at the, at the, the direct marketing agency. My goal is to make them as good of a freaking writer as I possibly can. Right? It is not to just hold them back. It is to make them as good of a writer as they can with the, with the, with, with the mindset knowing that the majority of them aren't going to be here for life. Right? But if I can make them a great writer and then they go on to a better career, well, guess what? Maybe they'll introduce opportunities back to me. Right? So I see the bigger picture in it. I don't, I'm not sure a lot of employers see that, but, but I really do in that knowing that if I can make you the best possible person you can be, I got to let you go. I got to let you spread your wings. Right? And, 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 and kind of do that. Um, with consistency, things like that. So I might be the wrong person to talk to, but I've been married eight years now. I got two kids. Um, you know, I'm, I'm pretty committed <laughs> to a lot of these things. Um, but, but, I, but I also see it as as long as you're bettering yourself, 
It is okay. And I want to give an example. It's a story that we wrote about on ambitious.com. And it was, uh, he's a rapper and he's from, from New York city and he lives in a house. I forget the exact number. He lives with seven or eight people in a, in a one or two bedroom place in, in New York city. And he wanted to record his debut album and he was recording it on his laptop. Like most, most hip hop artists do these days. And, uh, his hard drive crashed, doesn't have enough money to go buy a new computer. What most people do in this mindset is, is they, they do the commitment thing and they go, ah, I'll just record it later. Like we talked about earlier and like, you're kind of asking me the question now. You're like, ah, I'll, I'll just, I'll get to it when I get to it. Maybe a year from now, I'll get a new computer and then I'll record my album. Right. That's how most people see our generation. How I see our generation is what this person actually did is he said, I am going to record this album because I have something worth saying. I have music inside of me. I have a voice, I have a story that is worth getting out into the world. He believed in it so much. He found a way. So what this dude did every day for four months he went to the Apple store and he brought a little thumb drive. He covered up his, his thumb drive with his hand and he recorded the entire album in the Apple store, in the computers that are in the Apple store for people to play around with. He made all the beats just like into the computer. And he was just like, you know, he'd, hit, he'd go into the garage band, the free recording software, and he'd just make his beat. He was like, boom, 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 And he just recorded the whole thing. Then he recorded his vocals and his raps. After four months, every day, I think he had to take a train like an hour and a half just to get to the Apple store where they wouldn't kick him out every single day. He now has an album that is done, that is complete. He's getting major press on this thing. Like we did a full length, you know, piece on him. He's got guys like Talib Kweli, you know, huge hip hop artists, like tweeting about him. He had Russell Simmons from from Def Jam. I mean, this is like the the, the grandfather of, of all hip hop, you know, tweeting about you know the, the the tenacity and the passion behind this guy. That is who I believe this generation really is. But people have to find what's worth fighting for. For him, that was worth fighting for. And and so the commitment issues, Matt, I think happen when people don't have something worth fighting for and they're chasing the opportunity because they don't know what they really want out of life. When someone knows what they want out of life, it is 100% okay to move up the ladder to get you where you want to go. I got a friend who just, you know, got a job at, at Google as one of their main content people. She job hops. I think she had like six jobs in the last three years, but ultimately it landed her where she wanted to land, which is Google. Is it a bad thing to job hop, to get the right mentors and people in places you get the job of your dreams? I don't think that it is. I think that's ambition. I think that's having a mission and doing whatever it takes possible to get there, which I see as a good thing. I love it. That, that is an awesome answer. And again, when it comes to your career, we have so much access to information in other jobs. You can go on monster.com or there's a million routes that you can take other than just the uh, online job search. And, but back in the, our parents, they were like, well, I'm from, okay, we'll, we'll play in Minnesota again. I'm from Minnesota, <laughs> my dad's from Wisconsin, but I'm from Minnesota and uh, you know, these are the jobs in the local area. And if I don't see one in the paper, well then I'm not, gonna probably get a different job you know what I mean that's um, and that's not what what my dad did but um, yeah I mean I, I completely agree we have uh, so much information and uh, yeah we have uh, uh, amazing choices um, okay so Greg I wanted to ask you you talk about all of these things that we can pursue one of the things that we look at other generations, and I don't like to get too, oh, our generation versus this yeah, generation, yeah. right, too much, but just let, let's just say other people in general who maybe would not wear the ambitious, uh, the ambitious mark next to their, their name, right? These people are the ones who are 
going to their regular nine to five or nine to six and coming home and you mentioned some, uh, I was so happy you mentioned some television shows and I had never even heard of them. So I'm, uh, I'm really pumped to say that I'm not very much fun in a pop culture conversation, but uh, yeah, I love that. I just had no idea what those, <laughs> what those television programs were, but the people who are just doing the, the same old monotony and the same old routine, right? Those people probably have less energy to be able to uh, go out and tackle what they want to do or those probably those people probably have something inside of them that they do want to do but they just have less energy than the people who are really taking care of themselves and who are going to the farmers market and getting themselves good food and you mentioned that you were into uh, paleo and crossfit and you somehow managed to work out at 8 p.m and then still get up at at 6 45 minutes before your kids i mean that uh yeah that takes some some serious energy so i was wondering if you had any tips or hacks uh, for our audience when it comes to getting yourself giving yourself uh, what your body needs to have more energy and it can be mentally it can be physically anything you got for us yeah so so i want to start caveat a not everyone's like me and you Right. Right. And they don't have to be. And and you don't have to be 100 percent. Like if there were a million of me's running around, this world would be insane Mm -hmm. and and not probably not in a good way. Um, And then two is don't let me fool you to think that every day I'm like ambition of a hustler. Right. Like there are days where I want nothing more than the Netflix binge. Right. Or to, you know, go to the movies and just, you know, veg out for, you know, two, three hours. Like I I want that. I'm a I'm a normal human being. I'm not just a robot. Right. You know, uh, so so don't let me fool you. Yes, I work hard. work extremely hard, probably harder than most, but I still have those moments. Right. So, so that, that's kind of like the, like the first step, but kind of the, the biggest thing for me, and this might seem odd, right? So I'm not going to go tell you to like, you know, get off your butt and go walk around the block or go, go exercise or go eat good. For me, it, it, I think it starts by changing the, the amount of input that you bring into your life. Right. So what I mean by that is the things that you read, the things that you watch on TV, the movies that you watch, the people you surround yourself with, those are the four things that most influence, in my opinion, who you are and what you do. So if the first thing you do is get up and you read, you know, BuzzFeed things about, you know, cats and, you know, 87 different pizza toppings to try, and uh, you're not taking in good input that's going to affect your mindset to want to do more ambitious things. Um, if you're if you're not reading at all, you should probably think about reading, right? Doesn't mean you have to read nonfiction books about business. Maybe read fiction books about you know spies or you know or, or vampires. I don't care, but like change the input that's coming into your life. I don't want you to go and like remove all your friends from your life, but who are some more positive influences? Like if you want to lose weight, you know, don't hang out with 10, 300 pound plus people. doesn't mean that you stop being friends with them, but can you be, can you go out to dinner on a Friday night with five people who are in shape and, and view their habits, see what they do. What do they order? How do they, are they having a cheat day? Are they, you know, eating something good? Did they order something without something? Change the input that's coming into your life. I think that is the most critical thing that that everyone can do because it's something easy. When you're at work and you're just, you know, surfing the web or if you're you're an entrepreneur, but what are the email newsletters that you subscribe to? What are the websites that you read? And how can you kind of change them or adapt them? It doesn't mean that you get rid of entertainment altogether. Look, I love the next funny cat video just as much as the next guy, right? And I chuckle and I laugh. But 80, 90% of my input is the good stuff that feeds my brain to say, hey, you know, these are the things I need to be thinking about. These are the people I should be meeting. These are the types of things I should be doing in my life if I want to be this type of person. So, Matt, 
that's really where I tell people to start is the input. And, and it's awesome that you're, you're listening to this podcast. That's an input, right? You're choosing to listen to, to Matt and whoever his guests are you know, every week over listening to Howard Stern or the local morning show or whatever it is. That is a great freaking start. So continue that, right? So subscribe to the right newsletters, read the right blogs, you know, get the right books in your hands. That type of input is really going to change more, more so than anything else I can tell you to do. The input really changes your outcome. Absolutely, and that is why we live in such an amazing time to be alive because we can choose all of our we can choose all of our input. I mean, we really we can yeah we can control all of that. Uh, I had a, a bonus episode. Uh, I think it was around the fourth episode. Guy named Tim Sanders, and it was an old school under thirty CEO article that I had or uh, under thirty CEO interview that I had done. But I think about it so much, and so we we put it on the Live Different podcast as like a twenty minute bonus episode, and we can link up that in the show notes in under thirty CEO.com. But he talks about feeding your mind good stuff, and that's subscribing to the right podcast instead of you know listening to Howard Stern and just all of the examples that you gave. And of course, that also has to do with anything that you are putting into your body. Well, okay, this is this is what's going to fuel your day. So here's you know, if you're going to eat like shit, well then, you know, you probably there. Are, it's much more likely that you'll have a shitty day. Uh, I hate to I hate to put it like that, but I really believe in it. So yeah, we have all of the we have again we have so many choices now and. Uh, Cutting through those choices is difficult, but that's why you do the research. That's why you do the reading. That's why you listen to the to the podcasts to see what other people. Who, oh, this is why you go with five guy five guys to dinner and observe their habits because you have that choice now. So I think that's that's really important. That's awesome advice, Greg. Love it. Love it. So okay. So as we're starting to wrap things up, um, I really wanted to ask you about that roadmap and what it is for for ambitious people. I think this is a great way to start is feed your mind good stuff. Um, But if someone wants to be, and I'm just going to completely open up the topic and you can tell our audience whatever you would like. Um, But if you're going along your your roadmap, what are some things that can, and things that would apply to to anyone no matter where they are in our journey? Because a lot of our listeners are just kind of getting up off the couch and saying, all right, I'm going to go and and do something and and pick up a good book, et cetera. And a lot of the people are really far down this path and uh, are doing some kick-ass things and they need a little bit something extra. So what do you got for us? Yeah, so so I'll try to be as tangible as possible. So on the roadmap to doing anything, don't care if it's getting a new job, starting a business, traveling, you know, being more healthy. This is kind of the, the roadmap that that I believe in is a is is look for the people that you can look up to as successful for whatever that is, right? So if it is you know your dream job is to work at Google, who are the people that got that dream job at Google? If your dream is to you know start an airline company, you probably want to check out what Richard. Branson's done at Virgin. If your dream is to, you know, uh, run an internet marketing site, then who are the people that you, you know, emulate in that world? For me, like with the parkour example, like I found these these awesome dudes with Tempest Free Running. Like I think they're the most badass, you know, parkour dudes that are out there. So start by by finding the people that kind of have the success that you want, um, and then uh, kind of a Tony Robbins term. If you're familiar with Tony Robbins, he's a you know kind of a, a high performance type coach. 
is this concept called modeling. And, and I'm a very big believer in modeling. And what it is, is, is modeling their behaviors, right? So what are the habits that make them tick? So Matt, I love that you asked me earlier, like, you know, how do I wake up in the morning? And, and what are some of my routines and habits? Tim Ferriss also does this really well on his show is getting to the routines and the habits of these people. The good thing is a lot of these people have written books or they have blogs or whatever, and they tell you all this crap, right? It's not hidden. You know, right now it, it really is hidden in plain sight. You got to go look for it. Uh, but you can find out, you know, what are the books that they read? Um, you know, it, for like parkour, right? So what are the books that they read? They read, there's a really good one out right now. And I'm totally going to forget the name of it. Um, uh, uh, Natural Born Heroes is is the book that's kind of like got a history of, of parkour in it. So I just ordered that from Amazon. I got it. I'm going to check it out. I'm going to read it. I follow these people. What is their routine? Do they work out in the morning? Do they do, do they, are they just doing parkour crap all the time or are they, they working out? And so I try to model what they're doing. Doesn't mean that I'm going to copy them verbatim because a, I can't, you know, I got two kids and if they don't have kids and they travel the world freely, it, different situation. But what are the things that I can take from them to emulate the situation. So then I look to see if I can get access, right? So are they, do they have some type of information? Is there a podcast? Is there a newsletter? Is there a blog? Is there paid access? I think this is a step that people are either a little, they have some fears of taking or they just don't know to take it. But, you know, you know, can you pay to get access? A, that could be, do they have an information product or a course that you can pay for? And now you're a paid customer of theirs. They're more likely to answer your questions. Obviously, you get more in-depth information. If you're a success story for them, they're going to want to talk to you. So is there paid access? There's also things like Clarity.fm where you can actually pay people by the minute to get on the phone and talk to them. And there's some really big CEOs and founders and different people on there. So can you pay for access? Are they going to be at events? Are they going to be at conferences or seminars or whatever it is? Can you pay for access to some of these people? I think that that's really important and people you know, kind of don't overlook it. I look to shortcut the process as fast as possible. And how I do that is by the people. Um, so, Matt, that, that's kind of the, the, the first steps in the roadmap is look for the people that have done what you want to do, um, you know, start to model them in some way, and then how can you start to gain access to them? Um, you know, like, like me right now in the business, one of the things that we want to learn is, and this might get technical, is we want to learn retargeting and remarketing, right? It's a, it's a form of online advertising where we follow you around with ads. I don't know the first thing about it, so what I'm doing is I'm trying to find the best person in the world for it, and I'm going to pay, and I'm going to fly them down. Not everyone can afford to do this. I'm going to... Uh, I'm in a very fortunate position, but I'm going to pay for a full day of consulting, fly him into the office, and he's going to teach me everything he can. So instead of going through thousands of hours of courses and figuring stuff out, I'm just looking for the guy and finding access to the information. With parkour, I'm finding these dudes. I found out that there's a seminar that I could go to in Boulder, Colorado, and I'm going to do three days out there, and I'm going to you know spend it with the best people in the world, and they're going to teach me the secrets, right? So, so uh, hopefully they can kind of at least see that as somewhat of a roadmap to help them get there. That's awesome, man, and that is a an inspiration and also a uh, testament again to what an amazing part, uh, what an amazing part of history that we are are living out right now. And uh, man, anything is possible. I I really I I really mean that. Yeah, it's it's totally true. I mean, you you really can do the things you want to do, and it also doesn't mean that you need to take over the world tomorrow. I mean, when Matt, when you and I did that first course, I mean, I, I don't remember. We had thirty people in it. You know, we, we didn't change the world. You know, but we changed thirty people's worlds. When you guys did your first under thirty, you know, experience, you know, you impacted the lives of I don't remember how many. I don't know how many people went on the first one, but 20, 30 people, right? And and now all of a sudden you just told me you're doing like fifty events, looking to do a hundred next year. I mean, that's insane. And so. 
we, we are living in a marathon, not a sprint sometimes. And, and we tend to forget that is, 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 you know, you said you had like 4,000 articles on under 30 CEO. You know how you did that? One freaking article at a time, you know, and, and over time you've built this, this monster. And so don't be afraid and, and don't be scared if things don't take off completely tomorrow. I mean, it, it, it is, it is possible to do whatever you want, but you also have the, to have the patience and the hustle and the time commitment to, to really build something that you believe in. I love it, man. I love it. That is excellent advice. Greg, if uh, our readers or our listeners rather want to learn more about you, interact with you, where can they find you? Uh, ambitious.com. Where else? Yeah, I love it if they checked out ambitious.com. Tell us what they think. Think, tell me if it's if it's great, if it's terrible. You know what they'd like to see. Um, it, it, they can find me easily. I'm just Greg Roulette everywhere. So Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, and and they can always just shoot me a, a personal email, Greg at ambitious.com. And maybe they have a story that that we want to cover on the site, or maybe they want to be a contributor. We we we'd always love to hear from you know ambitious young people who want to you know tell those types of stories. So uh, Matt, I, I really just appreciate catching up with you and and having the opportunity to to talk about the stuff that. I mean, I just love talking about this stuff. I know me and you, we could go on for like four more hours, but you know, it's time for me to shoot videos and it's time for you to maybe uh, turn your, turn your phone on for the day. Yeah, that would be a, that would be a good, I think a good idea. Start the work week off right with uh, open communication. But Greg, I have a strong feeling that you are going to be back on the live different podcast and uh, we appreciate you, man. Yeah, man. I love it. It's always great catching up with you, dude. Hey, did you enjoy today's episode? If you did, I have a quick favor for you to ask. We are trying to spread the live different mentality, the mission right now, so other people can take advantage of all the stuff that you just got to hear about. If you could go to iTunes and leave a review and a rating, this will help us get on the iTunes new and noteworthy list. And that way, a bunch more people can hear about what we do over here at the Live Different Podcast. So I really appreciate it. If you want to share it, please do. Give it to a friend in need. That is what we want to do, and uh, keep doing good stuff. I appreciate it. Thanks.